You're listening to another episode of the Zag Eckersobe here. Excited to be joined by Missy Spears, a 2021 NLC Kentucky fellow. Been a while since we've had fellows and alumni from the Kentucky crew on. Excited to connect with Missy and hear what is going on in that part of the country. Thanks so much for tuning in. Let's get to it. All right, Missy, are you born and raised in Kentucky, a relative newcomer to that area? How long have you been out that way? I moved here in about 2010. Uh, Previous to this, I was just 20 minutes north in uh, around Cincinnati, Ohio. And I feel like people have interesting conceptions of Kentucky. Uh, You know, folks uh, in the country probably tend to see political headlines or newspaper headlines about some of your politicos over there. What are some of the other things you'd want people to know about living in Kentucky? Um, It's it's less like the movie Deliverance than people probably think. (laughs) Uh, you know, we have a few uh, really blue urban cores just surrounded by a lot of uh, a lot of rural area that does, definitely bleeds red. And did you have friends or folks that you knew in the professional setting who had done NLC? How did you hear about the program in the first place? Oh, my, my friend Kara Stewart has been a presenter for NLC for a few years. She does healthcare law in Kentucky uh, and just raved about the program. And so when I got involved, I saw a bunch of other people that I respect that had gone through the program, and I was just so excited to apply. Yeah, and definitely an interesting time to do it in 2021. What was that experience like being virtual mostly? I wasn't quite sure what I was going to get out of it, but I was actually <laughs> really surprised how well me and my uh, class were able to kind of connect and bond over over virtual setting. Um, and then once we got together in person, it was like we didn't miss a beat. Yeah, it's almost right, uh, like having two introductions to folks. You know, you have that January virtual experience in, in 21, but then, yeah, you get to see folks later <laughs> in person after you got to know them. I'm sure it was fun to kind of connect with them. And, you know, one of the things that, that connects fellows together too is is folks who do the NLC fellowship do what's called a capstone. So uh, kind of like a, a, a project that maybe puts some um, previous skills together with kind of new aspirations. I'd love to hear a little, little bit more about what you chose to do for your capstone. Yeah, thank you. Um, I So I live in Northern Kentucky uh, in, in a city called Covington. And we are dealing with, uh, with with gentrification and displacement and just food insecurity in a lot of our neighborhoods. Uh, so for my capstone project, I decided to create a, a free fridge project, which hmm. is essentially uh, an outdoor and public refrigerator, freezer, food pantry, where people can come and donate or shop 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So was that based on, I'm almost like picturing in my mind, the little lending libraries I see sometimes in people's front yards and those kind of things? Or was there actually... Uh, similar models across the country that you're trying to draw on? Yeah. So there's a, there is a series of free refrigerators in Chicago. Hmm. Uh, one in Cincinnati was open about a year prior to mine by my friend Jordan. So she was a great help in getting me just like basic information on launching. Um, and then I also studied a few other ones that are kind of spread across the country, but it hasn't really taken off in mass yet. I was going to ask, are people's first reactions to this idea hundred percent approval. Hey, this sounds great. Or is there a pattern to people's kind of follow-up questions? What kind of things do you hear once you share this idea with people? Um, in, in my bubble, cause we're all in our own bubbles, of course, <laughs> um, it was all really positive and people, people were definitely excited. Uh, you know, there's definitely some hesitation from some neighbors about, you know, is this going to attract homeless people and things like that. Um, but once it was launched, everyone just kind of realized that it's an amazing asset and hasn't, hasn't really brought anything negative at all to the neighborhood. And do you have to work through any of the city bureaucracy on something like this? How does that component of things work? <laughs> so the great part about this project, as well as a lot of my other ones, is that uh, we did it because the city is not doing anything for the prob- for the problem. Mm. Uh, we we just found public, or sorry, private land to put it on. So I was able mm. to find a guy, Brian Gessling, that runs a community garden. Uh, we slapped it on the side of his garden <laughs> and just kind of run it through that insurance. So it all kind of worked out without um, having to go through any red tape. 
And as far as keeping their fridge stocked, how does that work? So we, uh, so we have a, an open policy where people can drop off 24-7. Someone checks on it a couple times a day just to make sure there's nothing expired or moldy in there. We have a local resident, uh, Millie Deal, who's organizing 30, uh, 30, um, 30 neighbors to basically drop off $100 in cold or frozen food every day throughout the month. So we have at least one full, um, one full fridge every day for people to shop from. And then folks randomly show up and just drop off hundreds of dollars uh, here and there too. That sounds great. When we go back and see, we'll talk more about the fridge product, where it goes from here. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of The Zag. We'll be right back. Yeah, I was curious, are you getting the attention of, of foundations or philanthropy in any way? Are there folks interested in, in trying to scale this across the city or across the state? Yeah, we have been contacted by other people that wanted to uh, that wanted to kind of expand on this project, and we're more than happy to pass off any information that we've learned on it. Um, we just, uh, you know, we're we're kind of our fiscal sponsor has only limited us to one though, so we're just focusing on ours. Um, it, but it's been it's been pretty great and easy to uh, to launch. Yeah, that's what's great. But have you learned or changed much since the original launch? Have, have kind of best practices emerged that that you've you've kind of latched onto and maybe would see being ones that would, would work really well as you expand? How does, how does the kind of thinking of, of where y'all started to where you are now uh, come together for you? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, one of the best, uh, one of the greatest things that we've learned throughout this process is just kind of the small things that we're able to add where people can access more services while they're there. Um, so just little things like having a place for them to charge their phones Mm. or water access. We have uh, cold drinkable water and also hot water. Uh, so if people want to make coffee, soup, uh, ready to eat meals, we have a microwave that's ready to go. Um, you know, which is, those are great additions that a lot of the other little fridges don't have. And we also build it really fiscally, uh, you know, conservatively, I guess you would say, mm -hmm. um, you know, we don't have a lot of overhead, so we don't really need to go for like the larger grants to keep it running. Um, yes. you know, I can throw up a Facebook fundraiser and grab maybe one to $3,000 every year. And we're able to pay the insurance and maintenance and just keep it going. Interesting. And then, uh, you know, a lot of the challenges sometimes in, in communities that are historically discriminated against or, or underserved is is lack of uh, strong food options, whether that's this lack of good grocery stores or fresh fruit in general. Have you found your work doing what you're doing with the fridge is kind of plugging into folks who are also doing that kind of advocacy as well? How do those two things go together? Yeah, absolutely. There are a number of organizations in Northern Kentucky and also Cincinnati, since we're so close to over there, that are working in food scarcity and making sure that healthy options get passed out to our neighborhoods. Um, so there are amazing partnerships where uh, there's an organization called La Soup, uh, you know, where they will go to the local fridges and, and drop off uh, drop off food that's made from like leftovers from local kitchens. Hmm. Um, you know, we have we have restaurants dropping off things. Um, yeah, it's just been fantastic to collaborate with other businesses. Yeah, super cool. Well, you know, since we're in May, this is the, the last month for current fellows, 2022 fellows with Institute. A lot of them are, are wrapping up their, their capstones. Any advice to them as they put the finishing touches on those and how they can kind of use the NLC experience to springboard into uh, post-NLC Institute life? Man, well, I guess the only advice that I would give is is kind of what, what I followed, which is, uh, you know, I wanted to make a, a difference in my community that I was able to see. 
Um, you know, and when you, when you offer things to your community, it's easy to get other people on board to help you. There was no way I could have done this on my own. Um, you know, I had my neighbors donated $15,000 to get this going oh, wow. uh, and every day that, you know, they're able to look and kind of see what their money went towards. So, you know, if, if you, I guess if you make a product that's for everyone, more people are going to pitch in and it just kind of becomes like a big win for the, for the entire neighborhood. Yeah, great advice. Well, thanks so much for sharing that story. And thanks everyone for listening to this episode of The Zag. Make sure to catch all past episodes, all the places you get your podcasts and make sure to follow us on Instagram. That's where we're hanging out most of these days at The Zag Podcast. If you want to be a guest, hit us up there and we'll make some time for you. Thanks so much for tuning in. And until next time, we'll catch you soon.